With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Your Space Coast vacation is preparing for liftoff. Start counting down now. 10, 9, 8, 7, it's time for a beach vacay that feels like heaven. 6, 5, 4, come explore Melbourne and the beaches. 3, 2, 1, it's time for some rocket-filled fun. Countdown to your best beach vacation ever on Florida's Space Coast. Launch your planning now at visitspacecoast.com. Can you hear it? The sound of ocean? Waves against a rocky cliff? It's Maine, a place where sights, sounds, and tastes all come to life. Breathtaking vistas from the top of a seaside mountain. Lobster and oysters straight from crisp, cold waters. It's where you can take a breath and a beat and let the world slip away. Plan your trip at visitmaine.com. David's Bridal, where brides and bridesmaids get fabulously dressed. We let our friends pick out what we wear, show off our dance moves, obsess over every little detail, hold your hand through it all, smile bravely when it's time to let go, make your dreams come true. The things we do for love, only at David's Bridal. At Discount Tire, we know how valuable your time is around the holidays. Get 30% shorter average wait time when you buy and book online at DiscountTire.com so you can spend more time with friends and family this holiday season. Discount Tire, let's get you taken care of. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Looking for a fun way to win 25 times your money this football and basketball season? Test your skills on Prize Picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of stats, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and injury insurance on your picks are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million players who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com/play100 and use code play100. That's code play100 at prizepicks.com/play100 for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. Hey Reese, bitch, put the game on, man. I'm trying to see what Luca and them boys going to do tonight, man. Babes outside this podcast. Y'all know what time it is. Hello, hello. Welcome back yet again to another edition of the Mavs Outsiders Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Mike Bibbins, on Twitter at Bibbs Corner. Yes, Twitter. Not calling it that, but they. Um, joined as always by my co host, Reese at MFR25 on Twitter. It, it has been seven weeks since we've been on here. Um, a lot has changed. I'm a father now. Um, Reese got married. It's, it's really crazy. Like, a lot has changed. Reese, how you doing? Uh, married life, man. What's my day? Um, it's hard to get away from the wife. She's like, oh, why are you always on the computer talking about the fucking Mavericks? And I'm just like, hey, man, look, it's, it's, it's paying the bills, you know? So, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the baby is down right now. If the baby wakes up, yeah, Bibiana, Bibiana is crazy. (laughs) 
Michaela Bibbins. Michaela, that's that's not bad. That's it's not bad. It's not bad. Oh man. Um, all jokes aside, we definitely it feel like we've been going forever. We set this before we started recording the outside the NBA. We set it during recording outside the NBA. It's only been two weeks. It's only yeah, two weeks. Two yeah. weeks. Um. I think a little bit. I think we recorded on Saturday, Friday. Friday, because I left Saturday. Yeah, I think we recorded on Friday, so a little bit more than two weeks, like sixteen, yeah. sixteen days. Um, it's been a long sixteen. Was Friday? I guess, right? I want to say we recorded on the eleventh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, oh, uh, now you're gonna make me check. I don't think it was. <clears throat> Let's see. Mavs Outsiders. I had to go deep into my podcast catalog to find it. I put it out on the 13th. Um, the Hall of Fame was Saturday, right? That week? Yeah. We recorded it prior to that. You're right. We recorded Friday. Either Friday or Thursday. Thursday or Friday, man. I put it out on Sunday. That's all I know. No, no, no. You're right. We recorded Friday. I remember because you were packed. I think. I remember we recorded Friday. Okay. Recorded Friday. Um, <clears throat> I went on a cruise for seven days. I left the 12th. I returned on the 19th. Um, that was my first time on a cruise ever. Uh, really nice experience. It was fun. I had fun. Uh, went out of the country for the first time. Um, was on there with some family. Funny moments on the cruise. Um, <laughs> uh, there's a lot to do on it. It's a huge ship, like huge. A lot they have an entire theater on there. Like I was on there watching movies. Uh, not anything new. Uh, just just I watched Top Gun Maverick. While I ironically packed a Top Gun shirt, had no idea they were going to be showing that movie. Um, I watched Back to the Future with my cousin, who was only 22 years old. He says, yeah, i never seen this. It's pretty good. I say, yeah, you should check out the sequels. Trying to put on the younger generation, you know. Um, <laughs> uh, I watched Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Uh, this is stuff I just did when there was nothing else to do. because there are you, moments. A lot of time in this movie theater. I'm about to say there are moments where it's like, uh, it's nothing to do when the event's going on I'm not interested in so let me just do this to kill the time um, I got to see Grease Live they have a, a theater where people perform uh, Grease Live was fun I really liked it um, I had a basketball corner on there got got a couple shots up realized that I sweat way too much now um, I drank a lot Uh Went to the beach at one of the stops. But let me get into some stories, right? <clears throat> Hold up. Let me interrupt real quick. Read the show notes. All right, continue. <laughs> yeah, read the, read the show notes. I promise not to go too long with these stories. So, um, backstory, I went on there. My family's on there. I took my little cousin with me because my girlfriend wasn't able to make it. We shared a room together. Uh, I had an older cousin on there and his son came and his son bought two of his friends. So when we were back on the ship at night, hanging out, all five of us hung out together. Okay. How Just Huh? How old are these kids? Between 20 and 22. Okay. okay. Yeah. I was picturing young kids. No, 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 no. So what story should I tell first? Well, first of all, when we pulled off from Miami on Saturday, we had to turn right back around to Miami because someone had a medical emergency. That was crazy. Um, <laughs> not the first medical emergency of the trip either. Um, not sure what was wrong with these people, but shit got crazy. Um, they also had comedy shows on there, which was really fun as well. Um, so the first place we stopped on day two was... Coco Cay, which is an island owned by a Royal Caribbean. Okay. So it's not really a tourist site. It's just like an island water park. 
has a beach, water park, lagoon, all of that. Shit was cool. Went to the beach, whatever. Next day, we went to Costa Maya, Puerto Costa Maya, Mexico. Okay. This was the first stop where it was like actual tourist attractions and places to shop and stuff like that. So it's raining, pouring down. Already a bad start. No one wants to deal with that shit. Um, I didn't get right off the boat. My I was sleeping in. My cousin got off first. Then he came back and he was like, man, you slid in the bed. We on the fucking island. Come on, get up. Blah, blah. I'm like, all right, God damn it. Like, all right, let me go get breakfast. I ate good on that. It was a lot of free food. I was eating three times a day. Was not paying. They had a pizza shop with free pizza. They had a glizzy shop with free glizzies. They had a diner where you could do fine dining. And then with the menu, I, I was eating free steak. Free New York strips. Anyway, um, we got off the island. We we touring around, you know. One place was selling shirts. It was uh four for twenty dollars. So I didn't have any cash on me at the time, so I used my card. And she was like, uh, "Yeah, in pesos it's three hundred. So I said, "Whoa, <laughs> let me get this straight, just just so I'm sure." On the receipt, it'll show us pesos. But when it comes out of my card, it'll be American dollars, correct? She said, yes. Once it hit, I said, okay, because I ain't about to pay three. Got me fucked up. I ain't know how it worked. I just had to make sure. I wasn't about to pay $300 for four shirts. I ain't at Dior, okay? It was the opposite way in uh, Canada because I think their money was worth more than ours. So I was like, these numbers kind of low. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, that's nice. <laughs> so... Got four shirts. Oh shit. Where I put those shirts? Oh, they in my suitcase. I still haven't. Okay. Um, they're in my suitcase right now. So we're walking. I stop at another shirt shop. These are like raunchy shirts, funny shirts. I'm like, oh, let me get a couple of these, you know? Picked out three. Total came to $75. I said, I'll just take one. They were $25 each. Before I went there, I had to get some cash out of the ATM. Pesos or huh? Pesos. American dollars. American dollars. <clears throat> the tax was going to be $8 and they were going to charge me a transfer fee of $22. I was not getting money out of the ATM and being charged $30 for it. So I walked all the way back to the ship, used the ATM machine on the ship, which was much less, went back off, and me and my cousin realized, man, we didn't we didn't see most of the tours area. We, we don't know where we don't where we walking at. Our dumbasses continue to walk out of the tourist area. We continue to walk just to just to see some stuff. And he's a young kid, so he's like, What what you think about a beach club? I saw this beach club thing on TikTok. And in my head, I'm like, bruh, I ain't trying to do shit unless it's a goddamn excursion that's on the Royal Caribbean app. You looking up this TikTok shit. So we walk past this guy. He stops us. Boy on a boy on a whole uh what's it called? Quest. <laughs> Not that far from the tourist place. In that whole area is people with like maps and pamphlets, like, hey, come try this out, man. Come try this out. And we across the street from this resort, and I look and I see this little mini beach, and I'm like, that sound look dirty as hell. I'm not going down there. So he's like, this down here is $60. You don't want to do that. We got something bigger. It's more stuff. It's only $20 a person. You get there, you get a free drink. You get the free little bench chair thing with the umbrella. We got jet skis. You get free kayak. I'm like, okay. Okay. Hey, look, I said, okay. He said, the taxi ride is only 10 minutes mm -hmm. from here. It's $7.50 a person. I'm like, okay. All right. Off the top of my head. I hear Beach Club and I'm thinking this is what he was talking about, right? What my cousin was talking about. So I looked at him, I'm like, what you want to do? And he like, so I'm thinking that mean, yes. I'm not thinking that mean I'm still thinking about it. He's not being vocal. So we paid a 20. 20 each or? 20 each. Okay. So 
We take the drive to the place. And as we driving, I'm like, this area, if somebody hopped out right now and stopped the car with AKs, I wouldn't be surprised, right? So we we pull in to this little, little beach club thing. And, and it looks like a mini set of bad boys too or some shit, right? So we go around this little house. It's not a house, actually. Are there other people around? Yes. Okay. Now you when you pull in, it looked like I can't even describe what it looked like. It looked like some mini mansion where people live in. Out in the yard, they got like a garden where Mexicans work. I mean, you were in Mexico, right? You're right. You're right. <laughs> I was. I was in Mexico. So, <laughs> I was in Mexico. That's very normal. Um, so we, <laughs> so, 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 <laughs> 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 oh, man. <coughs> <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so I start to get nervous. I'm like, "Why does it look like it's in the cut? Like, what is this?" So and we start walk- It it really looked like a mini mansion, like a mini house, a nice little house with a beach in the backyard. Because even when you're going around the back, it looked like it's a little pool there. Ain't no water in it though. It looked <laughs> like it's a little pool there, and you walk in, and I'm looking. I'm like, "Okay, it's other people here. Other people came to this. It ain't just us. We not about to get robbed." So they give us a little thing for the free drink. The jet ski is not free, but the kayak is. Um, so everything seems cool. I got to take a picture. I forgot to tell you. I took a picture with a parrot. Say what? I took a picture with a parrot. Why you want to tell me that? Where was the parrot? Hell no. <clears throat> nah. I got peer pressure, man. The beak too close to my eyes. The, the 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 Mexican dude, he he was <clears throat> he was like, come on, man. Yeah, here. Just just and I was like, and the claws hit me, and I was like, This ain't bad. It was five seconds. Did it five seconds. You? Did it look at you? No, nah, didn't look at me once. If it looked at me, I'm freaking out. That's yeah, if it looked at me, I'd have probably freaked out. <clears throat> It'll probably look at me and say, Well, bitch ass nigga. <laughs> I'm not editing either. <laughs> um, so we get there, we land down, relaxing, and I'm like, "All right, I'm about to go. I'm about, I'm about to go in the water. It's a beach. I go in the water." So I'm walking towards the water, and first of all, the sand to beach connect, the sand to water connection immediately. I'm like, damn, the sand moving is kind of deep. Like, I could easily trip and, like, fall or some shit. So I'm like, all right, let me make sure I'm careful walking into the water. I finally get into the water, and I'm walking, and there's, like, I guess little grass weeds and twig shit in the water. And I'm like, all right, get this shit from around me. So I keep walking. And I'm walking for, like, two minutes in the water, and I'm like, I'm only five five. I can't swim. So I'm walking. And the water's still at my at my knees. Or like around my thigh area. And I'm like. I start to look around. And I realize. I look further out. And everybody walking in the water. Like further past where you are? Yes. <clears throat> And I'm like, ain't nobody swimming. And the, and the sand start to feel different the deeper I go. Like, it's not real sand. You understand what I'm saying? Is, is it mud? Like, I don't know. Like, when I look, I was at a beach the day before. Okay. When I walked in the water... And stepped on the sand. You didn't see the sand come up in the sand in the water and shit. You didn't see that. Right. With this, you did. And the sand felt different the deeper you went. 
And I came to the realization, I said, this beats some bullshit. So I walked back, did not get back in the water. My trunks didn't get wet. Trunks didn't even get wet. Ordered some grilled shrimp. That shit was cool. But I was like, yo, we getting the fuck out of here. He said, man, we ain't, we ain't getting swind- we ain't getting finessed again. I'm about to look some stuff up on TikTok. And in my head, I'm like, bro, I'm not doing no TikTok shit. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. Gotcha. So that's that's a Facebook type situation. You are you, you need you need the old head opinion that the young people don't know what the fuck they doing. <laughs> they love TikTok, man. So next day we was at sea. Then after that, we stopped at um where did we stop? Where did we stop? We made four stops. And not take long. I don't know. Huh? I, I made some shit up. Fuck was anyway. I said, I said to not take long, but I'm, I'm pretty sure it's like an ancient Incan. Um, yeah. Um, <clears throat> situation. Anyway. Uh, no, 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 no. Porto Costa Maya was not where we where we were with the beach thing that was somewhere else and i i can't remember the name porto costa maya is where i saw flamingos i saw flamingos they had the dolphin swimming i drank a margarita it was cool had a fruity drink all that shit so the very last place we stopped was honduras i'm a backtrack like the second or third night we went to a comedy show Comedian was talking about the stops and he was like, except for this one place, this place is bullshit. It's nothing to do. And the whole week we was like, man, which which fucking place was he talking about? I can't remember. Once I got to Honduras, I remember. Was it a black dude or white dude? Black dude. Um, guy named Steve White and another one named Lewis Johnson. Um, apparently Steve White has been in some Spike Lee films. Uh got off the boat at Honduras. I got back on 30 minutes later. I saw everything. <clears throat> the entire tour. Are, and I'm going to be honest. It didn't even take me 30 minutes. I was only gone for 30 minutes because I spent like 10 minutes in a goddamn uh, gift shop trying to figure out what to get and ended up not getting anything. Like there was nothing to fucking see in Honduras. Um, Puerto Costa Maya had a piranhas on my feet. Cleaned my shit up real nice. Piranhas or? <clears throat> they wasn't puka fish. They were piranhas. I need to see a picture of this piranha. They're small. They're baby piranhas. Oh, okay. Yeah. With no damage. It was a tank of baby piranhas. You put your feet in, they get off, they, they massage the joint, basically little bites, barely. I mean, you feel it, but it's like a little nibble. Feel like it's tickling or something. I came away with new feet, brother. My shit was smooth as hell. You feel me? Only $20. Um, <clears throat> What else? So tonight, let's, 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 I told y'all keep in mind who I was with. It was five of us. There's a nightclub inside of the ship. Nightclub is open every single night. Um, I believe we went there the first night. I can't remember. <clears throat> I went there and I quickly realized after observing the people that were on the ship, after listening to the music in the nightclub, I don't know if you're going to edit this out, but I'm going to say it anyway. This shit was not for niggas. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's the best way to put it. It's the best way I could put it. It's the best way I could put it. The majority of this shit were white people and Hispanics. 80% of the black people on the ship were Dominicans. Or Nigerian or African or something. One time I was on the elevator, I was about to get off. It was a guy on there, a black guy. And I was like, Yeah, have a good day. He was like, You you black American? I was like, Yeah. He was like, Ain't that many many of us on here, is it? I was like, Man, I thought I was the only one that saw it. I said, I'm glad you said something because in this, I'm like holding the elevator open at this point, saying it's like, I'm glad you said something because. I thought it was just me that noticed it. And you could tell when you go to the nightclub, brother, because I don't know. They had different DJs every night. One DJ was white. 
looked like he could be a goddamn creative player and Tony Hawk <laughs> pro skater. Another guy was Hispanic. All they played was Bad Bunny and Hispanic music. I don't know the lyrics to. They played a bunch of white music where the kid, where the people is jumping up and down on the floor, not even dancing. Black people couldn't dance to this music if they tried because it ain't conducive with rhythm. They did it every single night. One night they moved the nightclub to the studio where it's a bigger dance floor. I was in there and the DJ started playing the Hannah Montana theme song. But the you get the best of both. He mixed it into something. It was like still the Hannah Montana theme song. The house mix, what the house mix or something? <clears throat> the beat didn't drop. He didn't mix it with uh. Never mind. I'm, I'm gonna stop. <clears throat> At one point. The dude was playing the Grease soundtrack. All that. Like, Shabbat, people Shabbat was dancing to it. Say what? And people was dancing to it. I mean, he knew his audience. This is when <laughs> I knew this ship was not for us. Because some nights when you go in, he'll give black people like 10 to 15 minutes to play some black music. He plays some Dreams and Nightmares, you know, the classic. What? That's Dreams what and Nightmares. That's a hell of a transition. Like, that's not even happening. Dreams and Nightmares, No Hands by Roscoe Dash, mm -hmm. Drop It Like It's Hot there, you know? He went very black. And then he couldn't even he couldn't even go like light, like the the with the heavy cream with the flow rider or something. Play some Drake. Oh, oh no, they played the hell out of Flow Rider. Okay. That's why they I played mean. the hell out of the And Pitbull, Pitbull. And Pitbull, yes. Played the hell out of Pitbull and Flow Rider. Okay. That's to be expected. <clears throat> but while he was playing the black music and this happened two different times I went to the nightclub every single night this happened twice okay. and, and there was a couple of times where it was lit I'm not gonna lie like it was fun he was playing out hits and I was like alright cool I'm having a good time and then I heard okay. And I didn't notice it at first. But it never said cash money taking over for the nine, nine, and the two. <laughs> and if you know, if you know this, if you've ever listened to Juvenile's 400 Degrees album, the official song on the album does not say that. It never says taking over for the nine, nines in the 2000s. So I'm like, all right, he playing the album version. Okay, cool. It's the song. And then it drops. Girl, you're working with some Nash year. You're bad, yeah. Make a spend his cash year. It's last year. And I'm looking around and nobody's shaking the ass. How <clears throat> about to say where asses moving? Or no asses were moving. And there were black women on the goddamn floor. Now, granted, these look like some young girls. They all came together. But the fact that nobody was, they was dancing, but they wasn't shaking ass. And I knew where they was from. They some suburban motherfuckers. They ain't never had this culture in their life. And it pissed me off because it's the first time in my life I didn't hear back, the, back that ass up played in a crowd and nobody shook ass. Nobody got out. They ceased to run to the dance floor. Nothing. Nothing. You shed a tear? <clears throat> I almost did. We losing recipes. We losing I recipes. said, yeah, this ain't for us, bro. This ain't our people. I don't know. Was that the last night or no? Nah. Now, I'm going to tell you something. The last night, Friday night, I told them, I said, I don't care what they play in here. I'm dancing and I'm having fun. Okay. And that I did. Should I say this part? I'm not going to say that part. Um, Let's just say. Did you incriminate yourself right now on the pod? No, 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 no. I'm not a single man. So I'm hanging around a bunch of young guys who are on a cruise ship. And for lack of a better term, they looking for ass. And I'm telling them, look, the best I could be is a wingman for y'all. Like, it's all I could be. I'll just say one of them was successful. Wasn't because of me, but one of them was successful. So shout out to Mello. Uh, okay. He's literally that was the first. He's from New York. Okay. 
he don't even know I got this podcast. He, and if he is, he's going to be like, yeah, my, yeah, you know, they cool. I went and got their phone numbers and everything. Those are my young guys now. So I, Wait, I, I thought this was family. You talking about just random? My cousins, these were the the, oh, the, the, the kids that came cousins with. to his two friends. Gotcha, yeah, gotcha, gotcha. Came cool with them. Gotcha. So I have not been to the movies. Last movie I went to see was Barbie before yesterday. I went to see Strays. Okay. My girlfriend was kind of disappointed. Interesting. It wasn't bad. It just wasn't as funny as I expected. Hmm. I expected a much funnier experience. I don't want to say they put all the funny stuff in the trailer, but a lot of the funny stuff was in the trailer. <clears throat> um, do you plan on saying it? I... <clears throat> considered it but I haven't heard anything about it so I, I don't know okay. Um, there's a bit in the movie they don't overdo it so it's, it remains funny Okay. But the dogs are all howling and they're like and it's this big dog with a fucking cone on his head who doesn't know how to howl and when they're howling he's like howling howling <laughs> Bro, when I tell you I cried laughing every time, and they only did it about three times. Who's the voice? I I, I gotta look it up. <clears throat> There's a female dog in <clears throat> in the movie. It's not Will Ferrell's character. No, it's not Will Ferrell's character. Um, let's see. What kind of dog was it? Um, I, I I don't know. Right. Um, I'm not even gonna figure this out. Is it Randall Park? Was that Randall Park? Looks like it. Yep. Yeah, Randall Park. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that was Randall Park. That that makes sense. I love Randall Park. Um, Isla Fisher was 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 the girl. Um, I give it a six out of ten. It it had some funny moments. I just expected it to be funnier. Um, pretty sure some people enjoy it. I still encourage people to see it, but just wasn't all that to me. All right, we only got thirty minutes. I just yeah. I'm about to say. <laughs> I'm gonna make this quick. <laughs> I didn't think my story was about to go that long, but you know, I, I always got stories when I go somewhere or I do something. So I had to inform y'all that the Royal Caribbean is not for us, but it's still a good time. Okay. Um. <clears throat> wow. Um. Yeah, I, I had less eventful past couple of weeks. Um, I did not go anywhere, do anything <laughs> uh, of note. Um, I talked about movies on the Inside the NBA podcast. That's, that's on the Patreon. Uh, so I don't want to do that again. I'll mention what I watched. Did you say Inside the NBA? It's copy written, brother. Outside the NBA. <laughs> <clears throat> Outside the NBA, which is under the Patreon. Uh, since we last recorded, I saw The Last Voyage of the Demeter or whatever, Blue Beetle, and Retribution in theaters. Um, I didn't hate Last Voyage. It was cool or whatever. But I have forgotten a lot of it, which should tell you a lot. Um, Blue Beetle I enjoyed. I, I talked about on the uh, the other pod how apparently the, the cultural touches were, were great for those that were able to appreciate them, which, you know, between that and Barbie, I can say that, well, how do I put this? So, like, certain movies come out that are tailored to a specific audience, right? The pe- the audience that it's targeted toward loves it. People who it's not targeted toward complain about it not being for them. I don't, I didn't feel, I could see some people saying those things about Barbie and Blue Beetle. But my thing is, if it's not for you, then why do you need to feel, why do you feel you're, 
your opinion on that particular aspect of it needs to be shared. And so being in a theater of Blue Beetle, there's a lot of deep cultural references that I didn't understand, but I could hear other people in the theater loving them. And that actually made me enjoy them more. Um, whether it was the Spanish speaking or like referencing old novellas and stuff like that. Um, they did a really good job. The writer's Mexican, the director I think is Puerto Rican, but they did a great job of like integrating Mexican culture into the, uh, the movie and making the family feel real in that way. Um, if they didn't do great with everything else, they did a great job at that. And uh, again, I said it on the other one, but I'll say it again. I'm glad James Gunn is keeping keeping the kid around. You have not seen it yet, right? No, I have not. Okay. Um, I enjoyed Retribution. Liam Neeson getting it done again, uh, using his particular set of skills. Um, <clears throat> did not go how I expected it to go, but fun nonetheless i mean it's not a game changer of any way but it, it it's an intense thriller that you're gonna it's gonna keep you guessing that's that's the goal of that type of movie like how is he gonna get out of this and okay and uh i mentioned shows that i watched as well didn't i yeah i finished the wire i uh, highly recommend definitely probably in my top five of all time now um which i'm glad i can officially do i finished the umbrella academy I think they're going to get one more season. Looking forward to that. Uh, what We Do in the Shadows, I'm catching up on that. It's still a good show. Uh, one of those shows I forget about how much I enjoy it until I'm watching it. And um, Twisted Metal, I recommend it on Peacock if you have it. Especially if you have it, because there ain't a lot of shit to watch on there. So you probably need recommendations. Uh, ignore how annoying Anthony Mackie is in that pilot. He calms down a lot the rest of the way. And uh, the characters get very fun. Um, by the end of the sh by the end of the show, and uh, if you're a fan of the games, they do reference a lot of the characters, um, a lot of callbacks, a lot of moments that are like, oh yes, like I'm glad they got this in here, um, and I love what they did. There's not a single character I felt like they wasted in any way. So, <clears throat> um, and I'm hoping they I'm hoping to see more. I don't know if they've been renewed or not, but I'm hoping to see more. Um, I actually ended up reading a couple articles about the lore of the the games and stuff like that afterward to like see uh who was referenced did i miss any references stuff like that let's get to this basketball um i got the fifth pick by the way the pick the order was already determined i didn't know my pick though that's what i'm saying oh, i could have told you how to look sorry okay it's all good got 20 minutes fuck um oh, shit. all right i'm gonna fly through this world cup <clears throat> Mavs in the World Cup. We got Australia with Josh and Dante Exum. Uh, Canada with Dwight Powell. Slovenia with Luca. I know you said you haven't watched any. Is there anything in particular you're you're curious to see with these these guys in the World Cup? Um, based off what I've been saying on Twitter, I've been saying a lot of talk about Josh Green. So I really need to check out Australia to see because it hasn't been positive. It seemed like people just some people been taking shots at him. Some people been defending the people taking shots at him, saying it's not that serious. Y'all overreacting. And I don't know necessarily what the talk or discussion is about. So maybe I just need to tune in for myself to see really what's going on with Josh. Uh, so what I've had to do is understand that people just I, I don't people don't seem to understand what Josh is. I, I don't know what what else to call it. Um, <clears throat> so first of all, he was supposed to be starting. Um, he was supposed to be starting. The The coach said that they wanted him to basically be the main... He, he was supposed to guard the other team's best player, basically, like every game. Like, that was going to be his assignment. Matisse Thibault was going to come off the bench and, like, fill and replace him. Then he... I don't, I don't know if you saw what happened to his leg. Like, any part of his leg could have been injured based on what he did. Like, he, like, jammed his whole leg, like, knee hyperextended, hip flexed, like everything looked crazy. Like if they had told me he was out for three months, I would have believed you. And then they just said that his ankle was twisted out of that situation. So I don't know what the hell that was, but that, I'm going to just put it up to young, a young body because an old body would be out of commission uh, if that happened. <clears throat> so that happens. There's concern over whether or not he's actually going to be able to participate in the tournament at all. 
He uh, they t say that it's just the ankle. He's gonna miss the last friendly game that they played, and then he'll be good for the tournament. Uh, tournament starts on Friday, and Josh is not starting, even though he's back. He comes off the bench. I think he played 14 minutes in the first game. Second game was today. He played 16 minutes off the bench. Uh, Matisse Thibel got to start instead. Today, Josh played 16 minutes. Thibel played 17. So it's not like he completely lost his role, but I'm seeing people talk about, you know, he's not doing a lot. He's not doing this. He's not doing that. And I'm just kind of curious what he's supposed to be doing in people's eyes. Like, what, what do you expect from Josh Green on this team? Um, Josh Giddy, Yeah, Josh Giddy is playing a Luka-esque role as far as, like, handling the ball most of the time. Uh, people were complaining about it previously, but he seems to have tightened up a little bit. Uh, Patty Mills was shooting like straight cheeks in the friendlies, but he's hitting shots now. So you got Giddy handling the ball, taking a bunch of shots. I think he took 17 today. And then you got Patty Mills taking a bunch of shots. I think he took 14. Um, Exum is the guy off the bench who's replacing Giddy like as the backup ball handler. So he's the next guy going to be having the ball a lot. I'm not sure what people expect Josh to be doing in that group that he's not doing. He's running the floor because they want to play fast. And he's catching and shooting. Um, he's not expected to handle the ball in these lineups. And he's guarding, I think, the other team's best player full court. Like, I think he guarded Dennis Schroeder full court for most of the time he was on. That's his job. He is Alex Caruso, whatever, like De'Anthony Melton, that type of player. And he took five shots, I think, today in 16 minutes. That's not bad. No. If you look at his, let me go, I'm going to pull it up right now. <clears throat> I'm going to pull up uh, his uh, numbers from last year in the NBA. So on the math, and again, the games are shorter too. The games are 40 minutes. So last year, he averaged six shots a game in 25 minutes. We, I would want him to take maybe two more this mm -hmm. year, get it at least seven, or get it to about eight. So if we're looking at the, 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 the math, the trajectory on that, that's about right based on what he did today. Um, again, I don't know if people think he's going to go out there and score 20 points all of a sudden. I just I don't know what people expect from him. Like, I what think, are we measuring his badness against? I guess they're not looking <clears throat> at the play style or type of play. They're looking more so at oh, when a lot of role players from the NBA play on their national teams, their role is usually enhanced and they do more. And I guess they expect it out of Josh too. That's just not his role as a player. Yeah, I think. Now, granted, I haven't seen any games, so I don't know. I'm just assuming. I'm Am I going to be able to see? I think Tuesday they play a seven. I might see the second half of that one. But uh, but yeah, I just think his his role on the Australian team is similar to his role in Dallas. As <clears throat> third guy, like Patty and Giddy are going to have the ball. They're going to be taking the shots. He's to be opportunistic as far as scoring goes. If the shots are there, he'll take them. If not, he won't get them. Fast break opportunities, he's going to get that. Um, but as far as, like, he's not going to get ISOs. He's not going to be breaking people down. That's not his, that's not his, 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 that's not his calling on the basketball court. Uh, he did what he was supposed to do. He was a pound, he was a pest on defense. There were some clips I saw of him, like, harassing dudes on defense. Like, that's, that's what they care about him doing mostly. So, I, I want to make sure we have the right expectations, I guess, is, is where I'm at with this. Um, a good Josh Green game. We've, we talked about this. I think we talked about this going back to two years ago. A good Josh Green game is he hits his open shots. He gets a couple fast break opportunities, but he's a disruptor on defense. And maybe he makes a couple plays on offense, like move, moving the ball as a secondary ball handler. But expecting him to be a 20-point a game type of dude or even – more than 15 is not, that's not, that's, you're, you're setting the wrong expectations. 
the second piece of that that I want to discuss is I see a lot of people measuring him against Exum. Saying things like, you know, Exum might be better than him or Exum might be more important to the Mavs than Josh. And again, it comes down to the role, right? Exum is, I, I think it was, um, I try to remember who said it. I'm pretty sure it was, uh, what's the guy's name? Nico said that Exum is going to be like the point guard off the bench, like the third ball handler. <clears throat> so again, third ball handler means ball in hands, right? And he looks like he can handle that. Like that's one thing I'm very excited about, the fact that he looks like he legitimately could be an NBA backup point guard. I wanted a Luka Light type player on the roster. He looks like he could be that type of guy as far as being a big point guard. Um, he defends, which we love. And he's hitting his shots when he gets the opportunity as well, which is the, that's the X factor here. If he's just doing the playmaking, moving the ball, playing defense, that would be good enough for me. But if he's hitting his shots, now we're cooking with grease as far as Dante Exum is concerned. And as far as him being better than Josh, why are we doing that? Dante Exum is 28 years old. He was the number five pick in the draft. His problem, in my opinion, was never talent. It was health as far as why he ended up in Europe. If he's healthy, I'm very excited about him. I felt like he was on his way to figuring it out before he got hurt in the NBA the last time. Dante Exum being quote-unquote better than Josh is not a red flag, in my opinion. I just think they're different players, and what they're expected to do is different. And also... Dante Exum is in a role where him playing on an Australian national team where it's not the NBA and he has more of a responsibility, considering he has the ball in his hands a lot, he's probably going to look better. Their roles are different. Again, like I said, I have not watched anything. I'm just assuming. Yeah, like he's playmaking. Right. Great playmaking. But he has – it's giddy Exum as far as ball in hands. And then maybe – I guess you could say Patty Mills, but he's not playmaking. When he gets the ball, he's most likely shooting. <clears throat> as far as playmaking, it's Giddy Exum. Those are the two that are expected to to put numbers on the boards if we're just looking at numbers on the board. Um, if you want to measure Josh against somebody to determine whether or not he's playing poorly, measure him against Thibault. Yeah, that makes more sense. That's that's the that's that's the person I'm looking at to see if I should be concerned. The one thing I'll say about Josh is, and I mentioned this in uh, the group chat, <clears throat> we want him to be willing to take the shots that he was passing up sometimes in the past. I didn't watch the game, so I can't determine whether or not he did that. Um, My thing is, the thing with him as far as taking that next step is accepting that he is allowed to shoot or he is allowed to make decisions when he's on the court with two guys that are given a higher role than him. He's more likely to defer. And he's in this, like I said, the same situation with Giddy and Patty Mills to where he, as he is with Luke and Kyrie to where he can defer easily. If he wants to, when I looked at the, again, I didn't watch the game. I looked at the box score. Matisse Thibel only took one shot in 17 minutes and he started with those two. Josh came off the bench. He took five shots. I have to believe that is a sign of Josh being as aggressive as he's supposed to be. Again, I would like to watch a game before I make that call, but I'm, there's nothing that I've seen or from the clips or whatever that make me to suggest that Josh is regressed or whatever the case may be. I, I don't know what why people are freaking out personally. People are probably being a little harsh. I need to see for myself what's going on, but sounds like people are just being a little harsh. Not hating, just probably being a little harsh. Well, maybe they expect, maybe they, their expectations were misguided. Yeah, I think the expectations are in the wrong place. I, I, I don't know. I don't know whose fault that is either, though. That's true. Um, I was trying to see... Hmm. Like, I'm looking at Josh Hart. Eh, I won't do that. I won't do that. 
Luca is leading the uh, tournament in scoring. He's only played one game, so that's kind of take it with a grain of salt type of thing. Yeah, he's averaging thirty-seven points a game in his one game. Carly Jones is actually number two. That's wild. He had thirty-five in the first game. What team does he play for? Uh, South Sudan. Huh. So we know Luca's gonna have to carry. Uh, Lucas would have to have a really bad game to not still be the leading score. Well, Carly could still go off, but yeah, Carly Anthony Towns is number three at 25 points a game. That's a big gap, right? So, Luca would have to let's see, that's 12 points. Luca would have to have like 13 points in the next game to fall to where Towns is. Um, Slovenia should be positioned to move ahead in the tournament. We know they had the disappointment in Eurobasket. Uh, Luca has said that fuck it, seven fifty one. <laughs> Luca has said that um, he wants to watch his attitude because he knows the guys will follow him, and I think that's something to watch. Outside of the basketball aspect, we know what he does on the court; like that's not in question. But as far as his attitude, he's accepting, you know, a leadership role. And I'm going to watch that. I'm going to try to pay attention to that. How about to say that's something I would really like to see. Uh, Wednesday, I should be able to catch the Slovenia game since I'm off and it comes on like 730. So it's definitely something I'll be looking out for. If the situation comes up where he needs to be a quote unquote leader. Now, they did say that he was talking to the refs a lot. He just wasn't hanging behind plays and doing it. That's that's good, too. Yeah, I'm not mad at that. That's a start. I'm not mad at that. Um, you're supposed to have conversations with the refs because you want to make sure you're on the right page, or on the same page. Like, let's just hope it carries into the NBA season. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, it has to be something that he constantly works on. Yeah. Uh, do we need to talk about the white power? No. Okay. Uh, I don't so- mean to be unfair. It's just <clears throat> yes, yeah, there's nothing exciting going on there. Um, Dwight Powell, Canada is is looking like they're the biggest threat to the U.S. right now. Biggest threat to everybody. I mean, I'm keeping an eye on it. That's that's um, the tournament gets fun when it becomes a tournament because it's basically the NCAA tournament. One game, one shot, one kill. Like, and with the 40 minute games, anything is possible. Once you get to that tournament. You cannot you cannot have an off night. You will be going home. You will be crying. You will be afraid to go back to your country, like Nick Batum said after France lost today. Like any given Sunday. <clears throat> I'm excited. Uh, I will not be getting up early, but I am excited to, As to, to wake up and check these scores. Yeah, I'll I'll catch it when I catch them. I'll be working. Um, I put some extra stuff on here about the schedule. I'll just go over it real quick. So Dallas is scheduled to play 28 nationally televised games. That's not bad. That seems like a lot. It's it us. Especially for a team that didn't make the playoffs. Yeah. Um, 13 back-to-backs. I don't think that's terrible either. I think we're middle of the pack, if I'm not mistaken. That depends on where they land. And they're going to alternate road and home venues in their first eight games of the season, which is, let's see, San Antonio, at San Antonio, home for Brooklyn, at Memphis, home for Chicago, at Denver, home for Charlotte, at Orlando, home for Toronto. <clears throat> that's not too many far. That's not too far trips. Orlando is the furthest, of the, or maybe Denver is the furthest. What that's about not, Toronto? Say what? What about Toronto? That's at home. Oh, okay. They'll go Orlando back home, and then they'll play Toronto and LA back to back. Then you got two in a row back to back at New Orleans. Then at Washington and at Milwaukee. 
I will be in attendance for the Washington game. Y'all know I try to go. I actually do go. Every, did I go last year? I don't remember you going. No, I didn't go last year because I was at the end of the season. I think towards the end of the season. I didn't go last season. Um, <clears throat> but I usually try to go every season. I'm surprised it's this early this time. Uh, actually, I think the season before last, it was it was pretty early. That's when we got our asses kicked. I don't remember. All I know is no, 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 no. It was it was towards the second half of the season, like it usually is, because we played against KP and then fucked us up. Um, so yeah, I'll I'll be in attendance. The tickets ain't as cheap as I thought they would be, considering the Wizards are about to suck. But I guess the Wizards was like, "Hey, we gonna have to suck first before we drop these prices." So for now, the the the, the number is the number. So it's what it is. They prove we suck. I'll give it a couple months. Say what? I'll give it a couple months for them to price to start going down. I need to find my, my laptop charger. This is bad. All right. So me and Reese have a fantasy draft in like four minutes. Um, I have the second pick. My team was ass cheeks last year. <clears throat> and I'm excited about this pick. Boy, Mike has the first pick. Okay. Um, you in the draft room? Yeah. Um, that's really all I got. We're gonna we're gonna start ramping up with the 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 quality material here in the uh, coming weeks as we ramp up to the the season. I'm excited about the season. We should have a new sponsor here soon as well. Uh, which I'm also excited about. But uh Reese, you have anything else you want to mention? Um Go O's number one in the American League conference. Um are we number one? No, I know we number one in the in our division, AL East. Hold up. I think we're number one in the conference. Let me check. Let me check. Hey. Yes. Number one. <laughs> <laughs> Number one in the American League Conference. Two games ahead of the Tampa Bay Rays. Also, rest in peace, Bray Wyatt, a.k.a. Wyndham Rotunda. And that's all I have to say. Okay. Rest in peace, Terry Funk as well. And Bob Barker, who I just lost a $100 bet because he passed away. But... A $100 bet. I'm not even going to touch that. <laughs> Last December, a friend and I made a bet. I was like, yo, Bob Barker is going to live to see 100. He said, yo, his birthday is a whole year from now. I said, all right, bet, bet $100. He lived to see 100. And he died yesterday. And my friend called me, said, you got my money? Shit. He called to collect immediately. That's crazy. Anyway, we got one minute, less than a minute. Until next time, peace. Peace. Beach is your ultimate Florida beach vacation. Pack your bags and open your mind. Adventure is calling from Orlando's closest beach. Cocoa Beach is Florida's secret gem that's got it all. It's the budget-friendly, retro-cool destination that families and surfers adore. Come soak up the sun and ride the East Coast's most famous waves. Start planning your one-of-a-kind getaway now at visitspacecoast.com. Here are two great websites. One is for helping people achieve happiness, and the other, helping people to never feel alone. 
Yup All Good is a mood tracker with a supporter contacted when needed for a mood boost or no response. The mood tracker technology focuses attention on daily mood, and this accountability can consciously help you work toward happiness. We'll contact your supporter when you need them. And Checks On You is a texting check-in service with an assigned contact texted when there's no response. Do you try your best to stay connected to each other when one person is away on business, vacation, or college? Maybe a different time zone. Have a single parent living alone? You live alone or hike or bike alone? Stay connected with this texting check-in service. Have you ever had an incident or a close call and thought to yourself, who would check on me and when? Either service can be set up for yourself or anyone you want. Go to yupallgood.com or checks on you to start your no-commitment free trial today. Pandora makes it easy for you to find your favorite music. Discover new artists and genres by selecting any song or album and we'll make you a personalized station for free. Download on the Apple App Store or Google Play and enjoy the soundtrack to your life. At Discount Tire, we know how valuable your time is around the holidays. Get 30% shorter average wait time when you buy and book online at DiscountTire.com so you can spend more time with friends and family this holiday season. Discount Tire, let's get you taken care of.